You know, Salt, spoilers get a bad rep. I don't want anybody in my, in my outfit that doesn't warn about spoilers. This is the Flix X-Raid podcast, starting in 5, 4... Welcome to Flixx Raid. I'm your host, exotic pet dealer Tony. Have you seen my wolf dog? Uh, and tonight I am joined by my co-host, Patient Zero Ryan. Hola. And with us we have a pilot in the bathroom, Sarah. Sarah. Did did she fall in? Oh, sorry guys, I was just I was just taking a leak. <laughs> also, I did not hear a flush. <laughs> I was going to put that in post. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just put it after I say that. <laughs> uh, we're also uh, joined by an infected monkey, Natasha. I was going to screech, but I figured like that probably is not a good idea in these mics, so I will not do that. <laughs> Hello! Oh, you have not heard the baby beluga then. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight! All right, <laughs> and tonight we're going to be talking about Outbreak, uh, but before we get into that, the question that is, what's one good thing that came out of the pandemic for you? Natasha? <laughs> Silence. Scary. I don't, like, the problem is, it's Define like... Define good. Yeah. Like, legit. That That, that, that is a legit... What's qu- one thing that you enjoyed during the pandemic, then? How's that? I don't know. We both work in healthcare. <laughs> the trauma faces is great. The guaranteed job. <laughs> uh, well, uh, have you met the UCP government and what they're trying to do? Touche, touche. Fine. One. I got nothing. <laughs> you had some fucking quippy. I don't... I'm trying to define this for you, and you're just I've like, I've enjoyed no. our sleepovers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You Jamie? know, we have. Who yeah. Hey, yo. We are a thruple, didn't you know? Right? We are the trash cats. The trash cats. The trash cats. <laughs> so I was like, is Natasha a possum? I am straight up a possum. And I was like, Tony was like, yes. I'm like, yay, I'm a skunk. Oh, you guys are like the Pennsylvania uh, starting Pokemon. A skunk, possum, <laughs> and, and a possum raccoon. And a raccoon. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so our sleepover, Natasha. Um. I don't know, maybe like the memes that have come out of like this yeah, pandemic, like that's been great. Also, it has changed my life view on terms of like horror movies and like thriller movies where like when you sit there and yell at the screen, like nobody's so fucking stupid to do that. Yes, they fucking are. Yeah, They're yeah. that stupid. So you you can't say you be learned that fucking, something. Yes, yes I learned that people are fucking stupid. Z, yes. Read World War Z because it basically covers how the States was like, meh. Whatever, we'll deal with it. Pretty much. And, and then a bunch of people die. I'll have to give that book a reread. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Ryan, what about All you? My One positive aspect of the pandemic. Everything uh, is Nobody's awesome. asking me to hang out. <laughs> so I don't have to make excuses for why I don't want to go anywhere. I just say COVID. Oh, they're like, oh, yeah. 
Like, I don't Why understand. Why do you come up to this party? COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how, like, okay, I get that most people have, like, they're getting quarantined and they're yeah. learning. They're they're baking and they're, like, enjoying all of these great things. But, like, I have literally gotten busier between school, volunteering, working at the hospital, you know, making 500 sandwiches for the youth centers of Calgary every single day. Like, I have literally just gotten busier. And so I am ready for this pandemic to be over just so that I can fucking sleep in see i i haven't gotten busier in terms of like adding things on to my work but like i have had this conversation with one of my ot buddies that like being a healthcare worker in the midst of a pandemic is fucking hard because at the end of the day we just especially for those of us that live alone like me uh it's just like i, I just who takes care of me when I take care of everyone else? I do. I know you do. I take but care you, 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 I know you, what you mean. I you got know you. What I mean, it's just like, and then people who are just like have been working at home all day. I mean, like, I, I'm not knocking people who work at home, but it's like we have been on this entire fucking time. We have not had a goddamn break this entire fucking time. And I'm not saying working from home is a break, but. It's not it's it's not going to a fucking hospital every day. Sorry. That got real dark. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but it's it's some truth my, though. My life, the only thing that's changed in my life other than like now I have an excuse for going out, which I would just make up an excuse for going out, is I wear a mask at work and I wear a mask when I get groceries. I'm so over masks. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start blaming the uh, acme I've got on my face as a mask and not from the case of Oreos I ate. Uh, <laughs> if it is from the mask, though, diaper cream. I, I swear to God, diaper cream will take away that acne that you get around your it face is, from a mask. It would be a barrier, yeah. It's so good. Like, just put it on before you go to bed and wash it off in the morning. It is amazing. Oh, 10 out of 10. Of would work. recommend. All right. And with that, it's time for us to do a synopsis and starting. I guess I'd never said. Uh, I've enjoyed spending more time with my wife. He always has like the fluffy romantic answer, and I'm like, fuck this shit. Because <laughs> he's the fl- fluffy romantic one. That's what true. about your other wife? Just kidding. <laughs> We've had sleepovers. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Watched true. horror. It's true. Yeah. Binged horror here and fed me pot brownies and got me ridiculously high so i just passed out on the floor you look like you needed some sleep i did i am a sleepy sheepy and if no one's down to fuck with that i don't want to fuck with that all right your tinder profile is weird i deleted my tin no i didn't now only fans fuckers i turned it off Trust me, I love it. I turn off off people's uh, Tinder profiles too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time for a synopsis starring Ryan. Hit us with that synopsis. When a deadly virus carried by a monkey host from the African rainforest starts infecting the entire population, a handful of scientists struggle to find a cure. This movie is directed by Wolfgang Peterson and is starring Dustin Hoffman as Dr. Sam Daniels, Renee Rousseau as Dr. Robbie Keno. Morgan Freeman as General Billy Ford, Kevin Spacey as Dr. Casey Schuler, or the dead one, <laughs> Cooper Gooding Jr. as Major Salt, 
Donald Sutherland as General Dickwad. I mean, Donald McClintock. Of course his last name's McClintock. (laughs) And Patrick Dempsey as Jimbo Scott. I like how there's two Simpsons references in these characters. Right? (laughs) All right. And with that, it's time for us to play a game. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh. oh, it's a game. It's a game. So I can't help myself every time. Specifically tailored right. for each participant. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's okay. have some fun. Ladies, start your enjeans. I'm having a blast. This is the most fun I've had without lubricant. So you played recently a game, game of drums. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Game number one, release year for virus movies. Uh, so we're going to be doing the movie that we just did, which is Outbreak. Did it come out in 1995, 1986, or 1977? And we'll start with Natasha, because she made a face. Natasha, want to I... hit your button. Why didn't it work? Fuck the buttons. <laughs> Fuck the Fuck buttons. The buttons. All Natasha, right. Natasha, you're first. I think it was 95. All right. I'm not there sure. Are... 2020. <gasps> <laughs> no, I am there's 21. no monkey. Oh, wait. President. I genuinely can't Never remember mind. if this came, when this came out. That was well, the Natasha got right. uh, zero points. <laughs> zero points! Woohoo! It was, was 1995. This Here will be go. the only one I get right. Now for points, number one. Contagion. 2011. Beep! 2012. <laughs> 2013. It was 2011. Alright, Natasha. 2011. Good congratulations, you both got <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Beep! <laughs> you don't need to beep. Oh, well, then why <laughs> this is multiple choice. Beep. Fuck the buttons. <laughs> Bay, beep. <laughs> I'll just sing it. All right, number two. World War Z. Did it come out in 2011, Ooh. 2012, or 2013, Natasha? I think it's 2013. Natasha says 2013. Sarah. I'm going to go with 2012. Somebody got a point, Natasha. <gasps> Hey! Hey-o. I actually got one right! I always suck at the years because yeah, time so is meaningless. Right. <laughs> Number three! I are legend. 2007, 2008, 2009. 2007. Natasha? 2008. Somebody got a point? Ryan? Sarah. No, I didn't nice. get a point. Sarah got a point. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I know. Where's I got your a question? score you tell point. No. <laughs> We're just going to sit here in suspense, staring at each other. All right. Number four, 12 Monkeys. Did it come out in 1993, 1994, or 1995, Natasha? 94. Natasha says 94. Sarah? 1995. Sarah says 95. Sarah gets the point. It was 95. That's going to be my, my one of my scavenger hunt movies. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No. Next up, there are classic. not actually 12 monkeys in it. No. Spoilers. Damn it. Spoilers. Fake There's 13. <laughs> but Sorry. 13 the 13th monkey, monkey is the person watching it. <laughs> uh, no, I am a skunk. <laughs> Let's get it right here. Number five. The Andromeda Strain. Uh-oh. 1969. <laughs> 1971. You, you, Sarah? Sorry, what was the second one? I only heard 69. <laughs> 70, 70 and 71. 71. Okay, I heard 69 and 71. I didn't hear 70 in the middle because I was like, eh, nice. 
<laughs> I think we're all like <laughs> laughing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. Oh, is, I thought. Okay. Yeah, 1971. 71. I'm gonna say 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nice is wrong. It's <laughs> Sarah got the point. We always do so terribly at this game whenever we're on the same podcast. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. I think we have half a like, brain cell each, and so we just try. Sarah, I only like, missed one so far. Shut up. I'm trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> when, when Tony was like, Ryan's going to be the co-host. I'm like, is this going to be another Conjuring podcast? <laughs> that was because. So- let me tell you, I still when I'm having a bad day and I need a good laugh, I will listen to that one because it is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. All right, number six, The Happening. Did it come out in 2007, 2008, or 2009? I've never even heard of 2007. this 2007. You haven't heard of this one? No. It's good. M. Night Shyamalan uh, starring... Um, Julianne Howe. bad. No. no. Oh, I'm the gay somebody else. Marky Mark. Mark Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark and the Funky Marky Bunch. Marky Mark. And Zoe Deschanel, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I forgot what I said. 2007, I think. You said 07. Okay. Sure. You say 07 as well. Sure. You're both wrong. It was 08. Hooray. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Considering I've never actually seen it. If you want to watch a movie and go, what the fuck was that? Watch anything by M. Night Shyamalan. Ah. It was the dreams. Oh, God. Anyways, what's next? Number seven. The the crazies 2008 2009 2010 2010 2010 2008 2010. sarah got the point nice sorry i Tasha says 2002. I'm going to go in the middle and say 2003. Well, somebody got the point, and it was Natasha. I mean, eventually, oh. A is going to be right. <laughs> Law of averages. Is that, is that your strategy? That is my strategy right now, because I haven't heard of half of these movies. Number nine. Nothing beats rock. Trusty old rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> Good old predictable Bart. Always picked rock. rock. <laughs> All right, what's number nine? Bird Box, 2017, 2018, 2019. Oh, I can't. I want to say it was 2018. I'm going to say 2019. Somebody got the point. It would be Sarah this time. Okay. I I, I couldn't. I I I was torn between 2018 and 2019, but I was like, you took 2018. I'll take 2019. One of us is bound to be right. See, I remember. No, actually, talking. that's not how this works. There's three answers. <laughs> <laughs> you could still both be wrong. We could still both be wrong and have two different answers. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of people in this world, or three types of people in this world: those who can count and those who can't. <laughs> Number ten, Cabin Fever. Which two one? Thousand- the original or the remake? The remake. Two thousand, two thousand one, or two thousand two. Oh, I think it came out in 2001. All right, we have an 01. I'm going to go with 2002. 2002 is correct. Hooray! Sarah I haven't a... seen this movie. It's it's oh. fun. It's so, st- it's so stupid, but it's so much fun. No, don't. Right. 
I would take the happening over this fucking movie. Really? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was really stupid. And I remember leaving being like, what the fuck? But then like in hindsight, I was like, that was actually kind of fun. Like, okay. That cabin fever is like, how they get I got to put something on that's dumb. I don't need yeah. to pay attention to. And yep. I have like vacuum. Yep. That is cabin fever in a nutshell. That is it's, cabin fever. It's stupid and fun. Final one. Number 11. Cloverfield. <laughs> 2007, 2008, 2009. Because it's the virus that makes them explode when they're bitten. I know. I, I got. I got why it's in this list. 2008. What if was? If I get this wrong, I'm gonna laugh. What was it? Sorry. What were the answers? Question. Oh, answer. Seven oh eight oh nine. I'm gonna say 2007. Okay. Yeah. Sticking with that A. Yeah. Ryan? Trusty old A. Sarah gets that point. <laughs> I was just going to say, if I get this wrong, because I was on this podcast, if I get this wrong, I'm going to be mad. You know, the funny and thing is, I'm looking through laugh. this, out of all 11, there was only three that were A. <laughs> I mean, Trusty old day. Nothing beats it. <laughs> nothing beats A. <laughs> all right. So uh, Sarah has now donned the pretty, pretty princess crown. It looks great on her. The bang on queen crown. The bang on queen crown. (laughs) The bang on queen. Uh, So she'll be starting us off with her two-sentence impression of Outbreak. Knowing what we know now, (laughs) this movie is unrealistic. (laughs) And yet realistic in other parts. But realistic in other parts. Um, This movie... I don't even know what to really say about this movie. I think it was a great thriller and... I have a lot of commentary in terms of like North American values versus like like Asian values and stuff like that. And we'll definitely get into that. But this is not the moment for that. Uh, it's a good time. It's nostalgic. And I had a lot of fun. And I'm going to leave it at that. Same. <laughs> All right. So why don't you want to get into it right now? Well, I mean, I can. But I just I feel like, OK, you know how there's like certain conversations that you have after you have a drink? Mm-hmm. I feel like this conversation is one of those, okay? You don't have it, like, you need some foreplay before you get into that, because that otherwise, like, something's going to tear. You're going to miss the machine gun jubblies, that's fair. Right. <laughs> you you, you want a lube, or... So... We just almost had a literal the... spit take. <laughs> the apt thing is, is you want to lube this thing before you jam that th- down someone's throat, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Ryan's got me. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, babe? No. All right, so then let's start talking about oh, haven't you always dog. wanted a monkey? Uh, yes. <laughs> Mojo. Wanted a monkey. Say Mojo. Pray for, <laughs> for Mojo. Mojo. All right, so let's talk about the little monkey. I want a monkey. So I was uh, reading some of the trivia on this. Pray and apparently the monkey, in order to Joe. be caught in a net, they had to train a monkey to be caught in a net. And it, the monkey thought it was a game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So the oh, monkey really, really wanted to be caught in the net. It's the game. <laughs> it's kind of like when we put the dog under the blanket. Yes. He's like, yes, do it again. Please. Please put me in the net. <laughs> That's like um when dogs or wolves in movies, they have to like CGI over their tails because usually they're just so happy they're doing a good job that their tails wag. <laughs> yeah. When, when they Makes bark sense. or growl, they're wagging their tail. Exactly. So they don't look very they're threatening. They're like, I am doing good job. <laughs> <laughs> I am a good boy. <laughs> I'm a good actor. I get treat. treat. I like treat. 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 <laughs> Ham. 
I like ham. <laughs> roll over. Do you guys um roll over for the ham? Did anybody watch the new Bewitched with Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell? No. Okay. Yes. There's literally a part where like um they're remaking Bewitched where the husband is actually the main character, not Samantha the Witch. And Nicole Kidman gets cast as Samantha the Witch and she's a real witch, and Will Ferrell plays the male lead. And there's literally a point where they're supposed to like the dog is supposed to go like choose um, either the husband or like the grandmother or something. And it's like it's a scene. And for what and but Nicole Kidman's character has basically bewitched the dog in real life to not obey. And so there's this little it's just so small and it's on the side where like the trainer is trying to get him to choose the hus like the husband, right? The male leads character. And he's like He's like whistling, you know, he's like snapping his fingers. He's like, come here, boy, come here, boy. And then there's like one point where he's like got like a little treat and he's like, come here, boy. And then that doesn't work. So he throws like a whole link of sausages like over like the side. And it's like, come here. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's one of those just moments that I just like it. It lives rent free in my head, despite the fact that that was a horrible movie. And I have literally <laughs> forgotten everything else except this scene. About the trained dog. About a dog. I just like the monkey, you know, like even when Patrick Dempsey's trying to release in the wild, it's like, no, I want to be in my cage. I, I live here. This is my house. This is my house. <laughs> okay, Can we talk about how young Patrick, like I, I'm sorry, but like I know Patrick Dempsey from Grey's Anatomy, McDreamy, but like he's so young and baby faced. McBaby Dreamy? That's weird. Baby Dreamy. You just made it weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He just like all, all the people like, here. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman looks really young because I mean I know it's from the '90s and like that feels like that was only like they five years ago. Young. <laughs> it feels like it was only five years ago, and it is not the case. It's true. It's true because even Morgan Freeman, yeah. looks young, so young. And you know, it's it's actually fun. I always loved Dust, Dustin Hoffman. And Donald, uh, Beth, Donald, Donald Sutherland looks the exact same. Yeah, yes. Donald Sutherland. He looks the exact same. It's fine. Yeah, he hasn't aged. Maybe he's the immortal. We always joke that Keanu Reeves is the immortal, but maybe it's well, him and Christopher Donald Lloyd. They turned like white slash gray when they were twenty, and they looked the exact same for the next forty years, eighty Fair. years. Marketability, I guess. That's true. Although Christopher Lloyd recently has not been looking as good. Mm. Yeah, but Mar. he's also what four hundred and two. Yeah, Ryan, so what that, was he like so, as a kid? What was that? What was he like as a kid? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I had to babysit him for a bit. It was weird. <laughs> trying to All fucking right. time travel. He hit his head on the podcast. toilet and then he came back older. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the oldest one in the room, but not the oldest on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's always Ryan. I know. Yeah. Ryan is timeless, ageless. Exactly. Ryan is Ryan. Eternal. <laughs> the eternal actually, I'm pretty Ryan. sure I'm just actually just dead. And the caffeine is keeping me going past my expiry date. You have a cursed life, a half life. It's because uh, of all the preservatives. That's why I look so good. From your Coke Pickled. Zero. Yep. Yep. I am a non right, so Let's, let's actually talk about Outbreak because we keep getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. Yes. It's pretty straightforward, though. Right? I just like at the very beginning, uh, you know, watching the germs move. After being like in a pandemic now, that scene where he's oh. in the theater and he's coughing and not covering his mouth, too and we're real. The germs like fly. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> anxiety, no. But also, like, for that... me, 
that point was sorry sorry i was gonna say they're trying to open up theaters again Uh, now i don't want i don't want to go to one no yeah not with that mask Mm mm-hmm for me, that point was when Patrick Dempsey got off the plane and he looked like shit. And even his girlfriend said, "You look like shit," and then proceeded <laughs> to kiss him on the mouth. And, and not just like, like <sighs> not even just like a light peck. It was like tongue in her uh, mouth. I was like, like, you look like crap. Give me your mouth. Like, <laughs> let me suck your face. <laughs> 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 and then immediately like passes out. Like you know, yeah down for the count i'm just glad that kid didn't take his cookie yes that mom good parenting good Good parenting parenting. a plus good job props to that mom props to that mother because like you know what though when kids have like an idea in their head like there's no stopping them unless you literally stand in their way and go no he's like i don't want to be in wrong with the law and she's like okay heroin junkie no (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you keep your weird fucking stoner cookie yeah, because he did look like a heroin junkie at that particular moment. Which props to makeuping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. the makeup on this in this movie is one of the best things about it. I think. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I yeah. think mostly because of you know practical effects, but like the way that uh, Kevin Spacey's character looks right before he dies, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, was really well done, and all the makeup across all. Of and it them. makes you wish that really happened to him at least. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit to Cuba Gooding Jr., but yes. What's up with Cuba? I don't know about his. Him. He's he's also an asshole. No. Yeah. There's a we lot of rooting, them rooting for him. Yeah, we really were. But that's that's a that's a, a conversation for another day. Yeah, <laughs> Over a couple of beers. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of assholes, unfortunately. It's true. But you know who isn't an asshole? Dustin Hoffman. I know the way he talked to that little girl. So cute. So oh my exactly. gosh. Her name is it. Lisa Simpson. <laughs> but you, you know what though? Are Lisa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> but I love like I just Mr. Bergstrom. I mentioned it when we were watching the movie, but like my favorite cameo of Dustin Hoffman is in The Holiday. And it's like for I love when actors are don't take themselves too seriously to the point where they can do like random bits. What's yeah. the bit in The Holiday? He Okay, so when Jack for Those who haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. So I've watched it so there's a point where Kate Winslet character character is in LA living her best life and she goes to a blockbuster with Jack Black's character, which is so cute by the way. Jack Black in a rom-com, like I'm here for yeah, it. Me too. So good. Anyway, except for Shallow How. Except for Shallow Hell. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So there's literally like he's going through and he's picking up movies and like humming their like soundtracks because he's a soundtrack junk soundtrack junkie. Maybe that's why I like him so much because I'm a soundtrack junkie. And so he starts singing a blurb from um, The, the Graduate. graduate. And in the background, Dustin Hoffman's like looking through oh, like right, movies, right, right, right. and he's like, "Oh, I can't go anywhere." Like, and then like walks off, and I just—it's such like a small moment. I forgot about that. Yes, and I just I loved it. I thought it was so good and so pure. And I just I love what Dustin Hoffman has done. Like, I love his movies, and he talks to that kid really well. He's played. You can as punch me in my nose. A really big punch. Important nose. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, very, for very prominent. serious nose. Oh, yeah, very serious punch for a very serious nose. You know, and then they paint him as this like good guy American doctor who's just trying to do the right thing and has like fighting with his ex wife over custody of their dogs. Like, it's so cute. Yeah. And but also, the... like, 
Your monkey has the medicine. My wife is one of those sick people, and your monkey has the medicine inside of her to make her better. And yeah. it's just like, he still cares about his ex-wife. Well, I don't, we find out through the movie um, that he never stopped caring. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that she wanted the divorce because he's toxic. I miss that. Yeah, so hmm. apparently, there, it's not yes. said often, but it, apparently he was very it controlling. Very um, mm. You know, so he's trying to win her back, and he's, he's been trying to win man. her back, but he's a military guy. Right. And so, you know, when he starts barking orders at her, she goes, oh, this reminds me of my marriage, our marriage. Right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So, like. And his job comes first. Yeah. It the other thing like is too. his job right. always came first. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. Okay. All right, but still, he's still painted as a good even, guy, even though. The, yeah, the end line um, at the end, which I thought was really well. He's like, "Would you be willing to do it again?" She's like, "Yeah, now that I got the antibodies." <laughs> like, I'm not willing to do the marriage, but I'm willing to get sick again. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's one of those things where it's, he obviously cares, and he just needs he needs to, you know, to work on himself. I think my favorite line of dialogue is. Would you like me to cough on you, George? Yeah. <laughs> He's like holding the guy's hands. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you like me to cough on you? I love when the, they're getting swarmed by reporters and Cuba's like, we were from the infected area. And everyone like takes a yeah. step back. And then the I'll, look on his face. He's like, yeah. Like, try me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Come at me, bro. I'll cough on you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after that, would you, would you like me to cough on you, George? <laughs> And then the actual <laughs> reporter he gets like set up with to help them. And... As I cough. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Just... Yeah. It's my asthma, I swear. I don't have corona. It's okay. Yeah, like uh, I think I texted you when I was getting my blood work done and I had to cough so bad, but it's like me choking on my own spit. And I did actually was like, it's not COVID. I just, I'm an inept human being. <laughs> I'm sick in so many other ways (laughs) but COVID is not one of them I'm fully vaccinated (laughs) lucky I'm not yet alright I think it's time for us to play game number two the price is wrong bitch show me the money show me the money now you've had enough ba da ba da the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're going to play The Price is Right. The way this works is me and Ryan have a bunch of numeric categories in front of us. Uh, you guys are going to try and guess the closest without going over guess the point. If you get a bang on, it's worth double points. What are you looking at me for? And you become a queen. <laughs> <laughs> and you become a queen. A bang Hooray! on queen. Uh, I bang that queen. <laughs> uh, and if you guys are both over, we'll start the round over and we'll switch who starts. Sarah, you currently have the uh, Pretty Pretty Princess crown. So you're going to start us off. What do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? 27. 27. Natasha. 35. 35. Ryan, correct answer is? Ooh. Natasha gets it because it was fifty million. I was gonna say forty, but I was scared that that was too high. So yeah. I was like, "No, helicopter chase." I guess, uh, but like, but the question is, is how much of that was real and how much of that was just green screened? None of that. Was okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. 
Like if it was green screened, it wouldn't have been that expensive. But if it if it's real, then it's way more expensive. This ain't no like Fifty Shades darker bullshit. All right, next category, Natasha. You're starting us off. What do you think the domestic box office for this movie is in millions, not thousands? She's pondering. She's Seventy-five million. Seventy-five. Sarah. Um. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Somebody got the point, Ryan. Yes. Uh, I don't remember who said what, but it was sixty-seven million. Oh, I went over. I said forty-eight. Yes. Sarah gets the point. I was closer, <laughs> but, you right was but I went over. Here with Phil, <laughs> <laughs> and is three points over all the time. <laughs> all right, next category. Sarah's starting us foreign box office. This is everywhere outside of uh, Canada and the U.S. This is in millions, not thousands, converted to U.S. dollars. She's making a very interesting face while she thinks. She's kind of frowning. Well, she do it, folks. <laughs> I don't know. She's making um, a piranha face. 31. 31, Natasha. How much did it make domestic again? 67. 25. 25. So 25, 31. 31. Somebody got a point. Ryan, who got the point? Sarah got the point because it was 122. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy sh! I would I would not have expected that. No, okay, because this is a very American-centric film, and yeah. usually those don't do that well abroad. Like normally, that's a uh, America. Yeah, America. Fuck America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Right? And norm- uh, yeah. So yeah. So it actually made a total profit. Uh, or sorry, a total of 189 million, which is a net profit of 139. Holy wow. shit! That's not that. a flop. That's that. That did really well. Right. All right. So next up, it's 60, a 67.6 is its uh, domestic run. How much of that was opening weekend, Natasha? Millions, not thousands. Um, 35. We have 35. You think half of that? Maybe. Just under half. Yeah, maybe. Sarah? Uh, I'm going to go 40. 4 zero. Ryan? They're both over. That is correct. All right, we're still on opening <coughs> weekend. Natasha and Sarah, you guys were uh, both over. Okay. So uh, starting over. again, it's less than... I said 35. 35, yes. So, Sarah, you're starting us. Less than 35. 17. 17. Natasha. 28. 28. Ryan? Uh, we're still both over. What? what? Less than 17 on its what? opening weekend. Holy shit. Okay. Natasha. Um, Probably because of that scene eight. in the theaters. What scene? In the, the coughing theater. scene. The coughing scene in the oh, theater. Oh, lol. Uh... 12. 12. Somebody got a point, finally. Yes. Ryan, who got the point? I don't remember who said 12. Me. Sarah. Sarah. So Sarah gets a point because it was 13. Oh. Nice. So close. 13. 420. <laughs> Please. Please. All right, next up, it's time for the Totten Romato ratings. We're going to start with the critic rating. Uh, Sarah, you're starting us off. What do you think the critic rating for this movie is in percentage? 81. 81. Natasha. 42. 42. Somebody got a point. Look, my memory is great. It's just extremely short. Like, by the time you say it, I've already forgotten. Same. I have to focus real hard. Critic rating was 59%. 
Yeah, I didn't think it was going to do great with the critics. All right. Well, how do you think it does with the audience? I'm not first this time, am I? Uh, Yeah, you are. Oh, I am. (laughs) See, my memory is just as good. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say 70%. Seven zero, Sarah. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Ryan, do we get a point? Nope. <laughs> oh nope. shit! Over. Okay. Less okay. than sixty-seven. Okay. Ah. Uh, I'm staring at these numbers, but apparently forty-three. Forty-three. Natasha. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Ooh. Natasha. Somebody got a point. Ooh. Got it. Mm-hmm. It was fifty-five. Oh, so close. Like 55. <laughs> <laughs> right, <no> <laughs> Girlfriend's age, 55. My IQ, 55. 55. What's five Freedom, 50, 55. All right, final category. We are all tied up. Three to three. Holy shit. IMDB rating. This is, again, a percentage. Uh, Natasha's starting. IMDB rating? IMDB. And what did it get in Totten Romato? 59 and 55. 62. 62. Sarah. Let's say that. You could go either slower or higher. I could. Or the same, but that would be really, really weird. <laughs> she can't go the same. It's Price is Right rules. No. The other game. That... I'm going to go with just straight up 60. <clears throat> 6 0. Somebody just got a point. Yep. And it would be Natasha because it was 66%. Hey. All right, time to give up that crown. That means I get a disadvantage next round. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That competitiveness of you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm super competitive. But I love you. It's the Slytherin in me. all of the rounds, it's way easier. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan does it with Blair. All right, so let's talk about this small town that gets infected and quarantined. We talked about the movie theater and coughing and all that kind of stuff when uh, the airborne virus is introduced. What do you guys think about the scene with the two guys in trucks trying to escape? Um, I think Natasha summed it up perfectly, being like, you can't be that fucking stupid, but But after 2020, you can be that fucking stupid. And they were were like... Let's let's yeah, let's let's try and bring down a helicopter with a hunting rifle. Yeah, that's a good. I idea. mean, okay, listen, helicopters are really precarious, and you could technically take out a helicopter. However, it is a army helicopter. It's a little harder, but still doable because and as soon as you not if you're hanging out it. the front window of a truck that is moving. But if you hit any one of those rotors, it's out. That's true. Right? Like, you don't aim for the body for the people in it. You aim for, like, the gears. And it's spinning so fast that if you hit anywhere in that area, chances are you're going to hit that thing and it's yeah. going to go down. So yeah. I don't actually think that that's a bad idea. A I single just, bullet could take out a helicopter it really could. if it hits right. Very easily. Very easily. Helicopters are very precarious that way. What do I know? These guys do not seem Lots. like like the, they were playing no. lottery by doing that, not actually trying to aim and take it down, though. Yeah, that's true. They were just basically trying to, like, ward them off long enough for them to, like, drive through. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, in 2020, we saw the military move in for the wrong reasons. But, like, the military moved in on American citizens and they weren't afraid to use force like that. And it, no. and it, the problem is, though, is that, like, they're going to follow orders. Yeah. A cap. 
Well, up to a point, apparently, because that's another thing in this movie is the soldiers who disobey orders to save the town. Can I now? Okay. I feel like we're lubed up enough. I can talk about this now. Okay. We're, okay. So we're here's the thing. <clears throat> here's Sarah's the thing. not drinking. I have no more water. No, it's more of a serious side conversation. So here's the thing. Like, I've been watching a lot of foreign films. Um, I also, like... I have ethnicity in my background that's very different. And so, and I'm studying a lot of like psychology and sociology right now. So I digress. It's kind of been like a melting pot. Perfect for this. So basically the thing with North America is that we are very different than the rest of the world um, in the sense that we value individuality and like, like being independent. That's, it's something that like basically like we were created on is like independence. Okay. And so, and I say we like we're Americans, but we're not, but like I digress. So when you see a lot of movies that do really well um, it, in North America, it's usually because there's like a hero that like bucks authority and like saves the day because that is the narrative that brought America free, like emancipated from the British. Right. So like right from the, its creation, it's always valued this like individualistic view. And then when you go into places like Asia, Africa, like all these like even 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 in Europe. OK, like it's really about like the community. Mm-hmm. And it's about upholding the community. So when you see movies that are foreign, like anime or like foreign movies that come in, a lot of the time... Like the, Shin Godzilla. Right. But like a lot of the time, the concept of those movies are be- very much about giving up your individual rights for the better of the world. And so they're trying to save the world, usually from self-sacrifice or whatever. And it's basically so that the world can live together in a community in a peaceful situation. And then you have American movies where it's literally like a cowboy who's like gone hog wild, is bucking authority and basically being like, I know better than you do. And they save the day. And we glorify that. And we we look at those people and we're like, I want to be a superhero. And it's and, and I can go on a rant on how this translates in terms of like, um, how we view helping the poor and the sick and the disabled because you know here in north america like especially when you look at like we yes we have socialized medicine here but it's so limited um there's so many other things that aren't covered Uh, and i see this in my parents generation i even see that in some of our generation too where a lot of people are very much like they want to be the hero they want to do a one-time donation to a very specific cause they want to build hampers over Christmas to give to like, you know, it's part of a group, but like not really part of a group. It's still them contributing and saving somebody else's Christmas or family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas when, if you go into like Europe and Asia and whatever, it's a lot more about the community. And so those social supports are built into it. And so we don't necessarily need these hampers. We don't necessarily need these heroes to come in and save people because the system provides for them. And so it's this really, really, really strong divide on the narrative of the hero of the story. And so this one is like, this one's like America, yeehaw, like straight up because we have Dustin Hoffman who comes in, the na- like the army is telling him to stand down and he's like, fuck you guys, I'm going in and I'm going to go save the day, screw everybody else, like screw mm. the people above me, like he's bucking authority, he's going in and he's going to save the day regardless of who he puts in danger. Mm-hmm. it's like he basically brought his whole team with him and it's like there's no like but they also paint authority as bad and don't get me wrong like 2020 has shown us that like there's definitely a lot of problems in our police force and there's a lot of problems in our military but the military eventually or who somebody stepped up i can't remember 
there's been so much so many things have happened okay that meme from ant-man where like his friend <laughs> is like oh and this happened then this happened then this happened it's literally like oh my god and that was the first month <laughs> yeah yeah by the way so when i see this and i see this like i loved this narrative when i saw it the first time when i was a kid and then i thought oh this is a great movie it's it's scary it changed how i felt about like um like diseases and stuff like that like i made sure to cough into my hand or my elbow like ev- after watching that movie because i was a very impressionable teenager when i saw it but now watching it in like hindsight like what i know now i'm like oh my god like this is just basically some cowboy like shooting guns just yeah, trying to like a helicopter yeah like stealing a fucking helicopter now did it need to be done in this situation absolutely but like at the same time like when we see like the black lives matter movement we saw that they gained traction because they came together as a community mm-hmm. and so it, it's it, i would love to see more representation of that in american cinema because I think we really need it. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I know you haven't seen this one. Um, and I, I said it earlier, like Shin Godzilla versus the American Godzilla that just came out. Right. So Shin Godzilla is about, it focuses around the bureaucrats mm. trying to come up with making sure the city's evacuated and all this okay. kind of stuff. It literally focuses on the bureaucracy. Right. Of what would happen in a monster attack mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, our the Godzilla we get in America, which is like... Or North America, which is this like this lone guy is gonna you know bond with Godzilla and you know mm-hmm. save the day by stopping Godzilla because he's made a bond with it. Blah 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 blah. And- right. And I know like from a storytelling perspective, some people have said, well, like I need to be able to relate to the main character. But when you look at like certain stories, like I mean, you and I have been binging Naruto, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna bring it up because I'm a fucking weeb. But like Naruto's the whole concept, Naruto. the whole concept of Naruto is. Uh, the I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. The power of friendship mm-hmm. and a community. Basically, he, the beginning of the story begins with a kid who's been on his own his entire life because people hate him for what's inside him. And slowly he starts to make friends and he starts to make connections and he starts to like build this like like found family. And it's just, it's so good. The show's all about found family. It's all about found family and reaching out to those people who just feel like alone. And and it's such like, oh, like it's so good and it's so wholesome. And I just, I love it so much. And so, you know, but Naruto is a very compelling character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 a loudmouth brat. Mm-hmm. Loudmouth, got it. Doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> you know and 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 he thinks well Mm -hmm. he's he's determined Mm -hmm. and bucks authority for sure you Mm -hmm. know but at the same time you know but but you know what i mean like you can still have those characteristics of your american hero and put it in a community based like doing it for the community instead of like and doing it with the help of the community because none of us are an island like you know you you mentioned earlier sarah that you live alone and that it becomes really difficult at the end of the day to go home and and who takes care of you well in a community like i may i jokingly said well i'll take care of you but it's true i do you do like i still love you and i still like check in on you and it's like you know being an island is just not a livable way of life no it's not and it's been over a year of that for us now Mm -hmm. of like it's a long time been a long time tell me and everybody's mental health is just exhausted like you know what's mental health i know like i don't know like our coping mechanisms are not working anymore because we're not meant to live in such a state of stress for so long Mm -hmm. and so we're really struggling now and so like i just yeah 
I guess my TLDR is reach out to your loved ones and check if they're okay. And if you're not okay, like talk to people. Speaking of loved ones, Ryan, we haven't heard from you in a bit. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, like I said, my mental state has not really changed due to the pandemic because of my lifestyle. I'm okay. Right. Oh, that's fair. No, I was just throwing to you because I haven't heard you say anything in a little bit and I wanted to make sure you were still there. I'm sorry. Okay. I, like this has been talks with Natasha. Thanks for coming. Like, Oh no, it's Natasha's just because the last corner. time we hadn't heard from Ta- Ryan in a while, it's because the computer had crashed. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, that was so this is, edge is Ryan still there? Yeah. yeah. Is, is Did you open Edge? Yes. <laughs> Did you open oh, Microsoft inter- Edge? Stop it. <laughs> the, um... Don't do that. But I, I think it's a good point. F- Sorry, go ahead. Nope, you go. You go. I was going to say Natasha's takeaway from this was I different because I had seen this a while ago and I was watching it on the. I didn't really. The first time I'd watch it, I didn't really think about the other uh, subtext of this movie and the virus is that it's a weapon. They're designing a weapon. It is a military application. And then they're thinking, and that right from the get-go is they got a hold of the virus and they created an anti-serum for it, for the American soldiers. And they were going to use it as a biological weapon if it became case, which if you see right in from the beginning, they have no problem firebombing, firebombing a foreign uh, village to hide all evidence of it um and but as soon as it became an american village it was a much different story right uh sarah had comments about that while we were watching yeah so it was and just you know made a noise but you know which not way? even on top of oh, you know so we'll go on i made of, a lot of comments which, yeah which which comments are you referring to because i made a lot of them i'm referring to the uh bombing of the actual american city or was that you natasha who made that comment what uh, what was the comment about I don't how the remember. president was authorizing this? And you were like, "We we know now." Oh, that was me. Oh, yeah, that, was that was me. I basically made a comment that, like, um, you know, the president was like, "Oh, with the information that I have, I'm going to authorize this." And I was like, "That's a fucking lie." Uh, the president didn't do anything. The president literally said, "It's a hoax." The president was like, "It's a hoax." Talking about Bomb Donald Syria. Trump. Let's detract so, and bomb somebody else. Detract yeah, the exactly. real problem. Let's go bomb that village again that we bombed in the beginning <laughs> in 67. Wee! <laughs> but I was I was watching this on the subtext of this being a militarized weapon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a shitty virus. Yeah. Because it's not too short of an incubation short period. It, short the cycle of germination is. Yeah. It's not yeah. a good virus. Because it would like only that, work that, in that, densely populated areas. Yeah, you have to, right? And like I was thinking about this, and especially with COVID, because everybody's like the COVID conspiracy was a created virus. I'm like, also, COVID's a really shitty virus for that. Like, right? And COVID's been around for years. It's just this is the first version of it that's made it into the human population. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's one well, of those things where cold like, is a COVID you virus. want to be oh, yeah, a sure. coronavirus. And given our current knowledge, especially with 2020, is you want to be asymptomatic, but be able to spread the contagion for longer than a week. Yeah. And then be 100% fatal, or at least 99% fatal. Like this virus, they're trying to militarize. Like it it germinated in in less than two days and people were sick. Like noticeably, it wasn't even like Alberta. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the north to the south, you know, 
Um, if you're really, wow, that's not true. Um, but like you couldn't go across country. You couldn't drive across country. We wouldn't spread to other continents, which actually might work in the advantage of if you were trying to make a biological weapon. Like a targeted one. Yeah, Yeah. a targeted one because you don't want it coming back on you. You don't want it coming back on you, but they had a cure. They did. Mm, They did have a cure. They already had a cure for the original strain. So it wasn't, they weren't worried about it coming back because they would just cure it. And they did have plenty of it because they were able to show up with that town with a bunch of it. So they had already been like, we have to inoculate or well, immunize I, a bunch of people off this thing. Yeah. And, and I think that mostly, co- I think it version. really comes down to like um, storytelling. Also, it wasn't airborne on the one that they had. Yes. And it's like, uh, it has to get into the water supply or be other transmission. I'm like, that's a really shitty. Anyways, yeah. that was where I was focused on this. I'm like, you're going to militarize this. Like you did a bad job. There. Tasha, you were going to say? Yes. Uh, I was going to... S- I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to say. You, you were saying it comes down to storytelling. Oh, oh yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it all comes down to storytelling because at the end of the day, they need to make a movie that scares its audiences. Having a virus that's, that kills you so fast is terrifying to audiences because they don't like especially if you don't really like understand how viruses work like you know i know ryan you're you're a very smart guy i know you like to tell us you're dumb but you're a very very smart guy you're very intelligent um a lot of people would understand that that that's like a virus like that wouldn't actually work very well like it wouldn't be wouldn't be effective it would be it would maybe take out a city Mm -hmm. like if that well, especially considering it worked, th- or the original virus was through a water source. Well, and also yeah. that's also for taking into consideration that potentially that it it's going to be released in a first world country mm-hmm. because it, you know you talked about driving across the country, but if we're talking about like African villages in the middle of fucking nowhere, like it's not going to make it in time. Or having like if you dropped it in Australia, you can't drive through the center of Australia; you have to go around. Like you wouldn't, it just wouldn't spread fast enough. Like it, you right. couldn't spread it because it would die off too fast and so um so what they do is they take it and they go oh my god people are afraid of dying so let's capitalize on this by making a virus that kills you within a couple of days which means that our heroes don't have a lot of time like it's urgent time's a factor right it's it's urgency it makes us aware of how much time is passing because it now becomes a subject of tension but also also i just want to bring out the point that with the whole storyline with jimbo where he was on a plane and then all of a sudden it's just contained into this one little tiny village. What about everybody else, everybody else that was on that motherfucking plane with him when he was sick? Well, and if it's had, airborne. He had the original oh, right. strain. He had the original strain. Never mind. It was ha, the, ha, pet, uh, the pet guy <laughs> who got the second strain that was yes, airborne. because the monkey yeah. bit him. Uh, yeah. Scratched him and yeah. then his vial blew up on the dude who went to the movie theater. Right. Yeah. Yes. So... so Jimbo would have had to lick everybody on that plane. Which I'm not saying Never. wouldn't happen. I totally but... forgot about the doubles, the two strains. Have you seen children? Yeah. They will just lick everything. A kid tried to lick that Blah. cookie. Blah. That's well, true. yeah, and that like... was the thing is, is like that was the the oh, you know, the, is the kid gonna get sick? And then, but you know, the, you know who um... did a really good job of this? Contagion. Yes, like Contagion did an amazing job at like revealing how the 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 strain passed through like who it passed through to get to the point that it did and surprisingly accurate and was also the number one movie in canada on netflix like when the first lockdown hit okay fun fact uh this movie uh, outbreak actually regained popularity march 2020 and became uh, the fifth most downloaded movie 
Amazing. Uh, so Contagion was number one and this was number five. That's Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to say that this one is better. I enjoy watching this one better than I like watching Contagion, but Contagion was a little bit more accurate Realistic. to what happened. Oh, yeah. Yes, way more sciencey and way more like, I was like, what the fuck? Are they like fucking mind readers? Like, are the writers of Simpsons on this fucking movie? Because And Contagion, they were not afraid to like just kill people. Yeah, they were like, you're dead, bye. That person's, that Which, character's dead. Don't yeah. worry about them anymore. Yeah. Bye. So. But See, the since we're speaking about movie, a different movie. In this, the makeup in this movie, like this movie is one of those ones where like just the setup of like the original village and all that stuff and I'm like if they had the, somebody had the money and the time and was willing to actually keep to the source material there could be an awesome World War Z like like a 10 hour movie or Netflix mm. s- special or something they could mm. do a really good job of it because it all have to you know we could get away with practical effects and all that um and then that just made me sad it's like the Andromeda Strain movie versus the Andromeda Strain miniseries from 2003. I have the book. I have never seen the movie or the miniseries, but I have I the book. I played the video game. The there's, a, there's a video <laughs> game? Mass the, Effect the Andromeda movies, Strain. The movie's all right, oh, but it, it's too, uh, too quick. It mm. do, or it doesn't take the time it needs to develop the story. Right. Whereas with the miniseries, because it's four hour long episodes they have the time to like they should just do like if they ever adapt literature just always go with a miniseries because jesus fucking christ like oh like they just they always cut out so much and i'm like come on this 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 is pivotal to like character development like i I think mm, the only recommendation sorry go ahead no, you were saying. Oh, I was going to say the only one in World War Z that I think would actually be difficult to like film, as in like how to do the shots, would be the Paul Redeker episode because of the reveal at the end of that chapter. Well, Ryan, let's not get into spoilers for a book that exactly. was poorly adapted into a film. Uh, I think it's time for us to play game number three. But before we get into that, Sarah has a recommendation. Speaking of miniseries. Um, I just finished watching Chernobyl, <gasps> which is one of the best movie se- miniseries that I have ever seen in my entire life. It okay. was so good. I'm gonna it's only five it. episodes. <gasps> yeah. And like so many good actors in it. And I'm I'm pretty sure my friend and I have a theory that this is um HBO apologizing for the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Game of Thrones was so bad. Here have this. <laughs> All right. It's time for us to play game number three. All right, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! So Natasha currently has a Pretty Pretty Princess crown, so that means she's going to be at a disadvantage. Uh, That means Sarah gets to pick both categories, and Natasha has to go first. Uh, The way this works is Ryan's going to have two minutes to get you guys to name uh, (laughs) 10 different movies within your designated category. He can't use any of the words in the title, any actors' names, director names, or character names. Uh, So the four categories that we have for Sarah to choose from are Dustin Hoffman movies. Dustin Hoffman. Movies with monkeys or apes. (laughs) Morgan Freeman movies. Or 1995 box office topping movies. Ooh. I feel like all of these are going to be difficult. So, Sarah, which one do you want to give to Natasha? I'm going to give Natasha 95. 95. (gasps) Interesting. 
so generous. <laughs> like, that's the only one I might be able to have done anything with. I love you. I love you, too. Which one are you taking? Uh, I think I'm going to take Morgan Freeman movies. Yeah. You're probably going to crush it. Probably not. You have a lot more faith in, in me than I do. But <laughs> I always I have more faith than you. That's true. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> so, Natasha, you're going first. Yes, 1995 1995. Movies. Here we go. Ryan, are you ready? Uh, Yep. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting. Oh, God. All right, here we go. <laughs> Starting in three, two, one, go. Stupider and uh, stupid and stupider. Dumb and dumber. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip that one. This okay. one is a one where a kid has to go to school to get his inheritance because he thinks he's an idiot. Uh, he's also. Oh, in... it's an Adam Sandler movie. Billy yeah. Madison? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one has uh, white apes in it uh, in the deep jungle in Africa. King Kong? Nope. S- Ooh, smaller apes, and they're protecting one. diamonds. It's adapted from a book. Skip. I don't Literally know this one. the name of a country. Okay. Uh, Uganda. I don't know. Fuck. Anyways, continue. Okay. So, uh, this one's going to be really hard. <laughs> uh, this is a dude who is trying to impress his dad. Uh, the actor is dead now. He was big SNL guy. Like, literally a big SNL guy. Um, and He's a big guy in a little jacket. Yeah, he's a big guy in a little jacket. I, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, his dad runs a dealership. Dad runs a dealership. Like the auto parts tycoon. Uh, his dad dies. And then he's trying to. <laughs> She's completely lost. Move on. Okay. Um... That one I'm also going to do, uh, skip, because right now... Okay, this guy is a... He's a ghost, but he's really friendly. Casper? Yep. Okay. This is the name of the Roman god that is of the sun, I believe? Mm-hmm. Apollo? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. And Apollo Rising or something? After 12. Apollo 13. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is uh, the ice caps melt, and then there's a girl with a tattoo on her back, and there's a fish man. And it cost a lot of money because they kept sinking the set. Titanic? Nope. I got what? The Five, fish four, man. three, two, yeah, fish one. Waterworld. Time. Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Waterworld like once and I was like half paying attention. To it. Okay. So he jumped Legends of the Fall. I don't even know. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. That one. Uh, the one that's a country in the middle of Africa yeah, is Congo. Congo. Tommy boy, is how do you do, Tommy boy? In a little I got nothing. What? Nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, he oh, skipped what? bad boys because I don't know how to do bad, bad boys. boys. What bad you gonna boys. do? What you yeah. gonna do yeah, when obviously. they come for you? <laughs> so you don't. You don't. Yeah. Uh, Waterworld was number nine, and the then number ten he cops. didn't get to was Jumanji. <gasps> no. All right. So Natasha got four. All right. Ooh. It did amazing. <laughs> Time for uh, Morgan But that's probably movies. the only one I would have done any good at, to be honest. Time for Morgan Freeman movies. Sarah, are you ready? Morgan Freeman. Here we go. Andy Starting Dufresne in was three, friend. two, one, go. Okay, him and a friend. Uh, his friend breaks out of prison after he's Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yeah. Love that one. This is the number after six. Seven. 
Yep. This is, he's, he drives her to the Piggly Wiggly. Driving Miss Daisy. This, I believe, is about a girl who boxes and then dies. Million dollar baby. Yep. Okay, this is where Jesus. he's God. And then he makes Bruce Almighty. Guy. Yep. That is a character is... name. You said God. That's God a character oh. name. <laughs> Existential. It's, Fine. I still got it, but it doesn't count. Nope. Number six. Uh, okay. Uh, this is uh, a movie based on a kid's toy where it's an interlocking brick system. Lego movie. Yes. Yep. This is a color. Uh... <laughs> Like maroon. Red. Yep. I started watching that movie last night. Okay. <laughs> Red was good. Um, if you have a bounty on your head, you are what? Uh, this is wanted? where they're doing prophecy. Yep. Yeah, from... girl. Correct. She got it. Okay. Uh, this is if you're going to die and you have a order of things a bucket you want list. to do. Okay. This is the Armageddon non-Armageddon movie. Where they don't send people into space to stop it, they build shit so that it try to break it up and send a uh, a nuke. It's like Armageddon came out the same year, I believe. Uh, what's the opposite of shallow? Deep. Yep. And then when you were to uh, enter some yes. yes. All right. So nice. That is all of them. Yeah, girl, you killed it. Yes. Red is the is the best. Die Hard sequel. <laughs> Red is good. I liked Red. Red 2 is great. I had to turn it off because a, I was trying to fall asleep to it. And I was like, this is not a movie to fall asleep to. No, definitely um, not. And then I was just like, did he legitimately just kidnap this call center woman? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually enjoying it so far. Um, I recommend after, if you like the Red, Red check two. out Red 2. Um, Helen Mirren and that is... Uh, I love Helen Mirren. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a moment in there where there's like it's one of my favorite sh- shots when a dude's driving a car and she's fucking shooting out of the car. It's great. Fuck yeah, I want to see Helen Mirren shooting a gun. Oh, it's so good, so right. worth it. So outbreak, the final scene. I'm not talking about the helicopter standoff with the plane because that's stupid. Are you talking about how they developed an anti serum in two hours and eight minutes, which yes. is the running time of this movie? Yes. There is some time that hap- takes place during this, but like, not that much. Not that it's much. like a couple of days. Yeah, in the last fifteen minutes of a two-hour and eight-minute film, it'd be experimental at best. At, at best. best. At best. Well, they do have the version that kills the original strain to work off. Right, of. but the way that, like, okay. But yeah, in <laughs> order to make a work. serum, you'd have to break down. The DNA. And the problem is, is that you have to isolate it. You'd have to figure out each section, what what is a segment, what isn't a segment. And then you'd have to compare it to the original strain to figure out where the mutations are. And then you have to figure out how to counter it and how to how to kill that. It's very difficult, and only that. Welcome this is why it's taken it so long to get us a COVID nineteen vaccine. Despite and even then, it's like not a hundred percent. And then, true. the only reason, and I know a lot of people are like, eh, "The vaccine's fake." It's like the only reason why they got it out so fast is because they had unlimited money and resources to do it, and it still took a year. Yeah, yeah. and it's not a hundred percent effective. And it still doesn't work against that strain in the UK. <laughs> we. Yeah, and there's like X amount of strains coming out every new day. Yeah. Tally ho! We. 
But viruses mutate. That's just what they do, right? That's, that's what just they do. what they do. That's, that's the nature of viruses. Ugh. Yeah. We're being sarcastic yes. for anybody at home who doesn't understand. Tony has a relative that literally said this to us. And I, I couldn't. As I, a reason. I, as to I like not so fear. dumbfounded. I didn't know how to explain to them how stupid they were. Like, don't get me wrong. Viruses mutate if they're left unchecked. Mm-hmm. Because that is the nature of the beast. It's like humans. If we reproduce long enough, after a couple of generations, you will start to see mutations. If we live long enough, our cells mutate, and that's how you get cancer. So if you live long enough, you're going to get cancer. cancer. Sorry. Sorry to tell all you that, okay? But, like, it takes a while for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It takes, uh, like, no intervention for that to happen. And we've been intervening, and people are just too dumb to stay home. I have feelings. Feelings. See. I am bitter. All right. Also same. <laughs> so uh, since you're bitter, yes. I think it's, uh, you know, maybe time we wrap this up before Tasha goes into another Also, uh, oh, James Howard did the score and he's amazing. And I am, it was a James, I think it was James Howard. Let me just double check that. Now She's I, double checking. I right? got so angry She's, that uh, I like. fact checking. So. Because uh, she made a comment about Jimbo reminding her of Treasure Planet. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. she was like, fun fact. He also did that. James Howard. James Newton Howard. Okay, I was right. I just had like a moment where I was like, wait, am I about to like out myself here? <laughs> Anyways, okay. He did an amazing score. He did so much. He's done um, a lot of things that people have seen. Treasure Planet is one of them. He did The Dark Knight. He did uh, the Hunger Games movies. He did a bunch of really, so really good things. Um, and I actually like, I, I could pick it out from the second I was hearing it. There was just some ways that he was writing things. And I was like, oh, I know this signature. Like, let's do it. But I actually very much enjoyed the soundtrack. Excellent. All right, so it's time for one thing I learned. Uh, one thing I learned uh, was actually while doing research for this, and it's not something we talked about this, is that they were actually uh, accurate to when they depicted the town that they, the African town that they went to, um, with the town being on fire, because that's actually how tribal uh, areas deal with viruses. They just burn shit. Hmm, that checks out. And so instead of just having the Legit. town intact, like they were literally just burning shit in the background. <coughs> so that's one thing I learned. Uh, Sarah, what's one thing you learned? Don't trust monkeys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm shifty. <laughs> um, Natasha? I Maybe I didn't learn, but I was reminded that Sarah and I share a love of very disgusting, gross things in the hospital. Yeah, like, we do. We literally send we back and forth. We didn't talk about the foot. <laughs> we didn't talk about the foot. So we have this group chat. And in this group uh, chat is a I'm bunch. I'm going to say explicit warning is <laughs> coming into effect at yeah. the moment. Here. Yes. Spoiler. Okay. It's body stuff and a lot Not of people. Not spoiler. Explicit. Explicit. Yeah. Okay. We have this group chat where we like talk about things that we encountered while we're working. And there's all, all three of us are in the medical field or going into the medical field. Yeah. And so there's like, we'll like talk about like, I love hematomas. I love oh videos God. about hematomas because what they do is they hematomas cut the surface of the skin and then they push on it and it comes out like it's fucking like grape jelly, grape jelly. And it is so satisfying. Like, yeah. And like pimple popping. I can confirm like whenever we get wounds yeah. that are hematomas, like the therapist will like literally scoop it dig, out scoop yeah it out. with their and fingers you can hear it and it like it sounds like, like oh my gosh scooping out oh my jelly. god i love it so much oh my god there and then one. we literally expressed uh like a cup of clot from this woman <gasps> like really? 250 cc's oh of clotted hematoma <gasps> from this woman oh my god i would have died so satisfying 
so good and then like so the other day i was at the hospital i was working at the hospital and a guy came in and he's like clutching his hand and we're like what's wrong he's like oh i cut off my thumb i need to see a doctor i, cut off I, I need thumb. to i need to see a doctor and we were like oh, oh my god okay like come on right out in and, and then we're like um is it completely detached he's like oh, no i have it here and he pulls out the sandwich baggie and there's like a thumb in the sandwich baggie so yes it's completely detached <laughs> it's completely detached you, you do know. not understand the question like i love when you message me about like gangrene and like diabetic foots or like uh below or above knee amputations like i am here i my cousin worked on the uh, on an oil rig and he got like a pipe to the face and he smashed up like half his face and like he was telling me about it i was like oh my god do you have pictures and my mom was like tasha what are you doing and i'm like I really want to see pictures. Show me pictures. Oh my God, please show me the pictures. Did I ever show you the pictures of when I cut off my finger? No. Cut off th- okay. I'll, You'll I'll have show to show you. me those photos. Yeah. I also cut off the end of my thumb in knife safety class and baking school ones. And uh, that was also, it was so sharp. I didn't even feel it. So I literally yeah. like, I was just like, oh, and I looked at the professor and I was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So Ryan, uh, what's one thing you learned? <laughs> uh, this could go on for a long time. I'm sorry. I've seen them sit for hours talking about wounds on the couch. It's true. Three. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say, I'm going to say what I learned from the first time that I watched this thing is I learned that that was the job I wanted. And then I also learned I am too dumb to do that job. That Wait, what job? Dustin Hoffman's, Dustin Dustin Hoffman's, Hoffman's, Hoffman's job. job. Okay, so Ryan, what's the second t- thing you learned? Uh... <laughs> well, you said I'm going to tell you the thing I learned from the first time I watched this, and the second what did thing you learn I learned from is the second time you watched? To do that. Too dumb to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's uh, time for ratings. Uh, so we're going to start with Natasha. What would you rate this movie out of five, and why? Mm, I would say like maybe like a two and a half. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Um. I like the score. I like the overall. Like, I like the relatability of it right now. Like, it's definitely very relatable to what's going on in the world as we know it. And, uh, but at the same time, there's certain things I don't like. Like, I definitely would rather a more community-based solution. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it was, it's a good time. Don't get me wrong. It is a good time. I enjoy it. Young Patrick Dempsey is a grunge 90s boy band member and i enjoy that uh but i definitely like wearing a motorhead shirt is it a profound story not really is it is it super good storytelling like compelling in its storytelling not really but it's it was also satisfying to see kevin spacey die that was <laughs> very very satisfying so i have to appreciate that and so it didn't look give like a solid it was a two and a half death either like it exactly like it was pain so I'm going to give it a two and a half. I enjoyed it. Definitely recommend if you want some like brain candy to just like watch while we reflect on our COVID reality. Uh, brain candy is a different movie. Yeah. I was thinking of nose candy. Sorry. Um. Anyways, two and a half. That's what I give it. I was thinking of hard candy. <laughs> that movie's fucked. That movie is fucked. Oh my God. Sarah, what do you give this movie and why? Uh, I think I would also give it a two and a half. Like it was, I liked this movie when, like I was nine when this movie came out and I liked it then because I thought I was like, oh, this is so cool. But now after having lived lived through a global pandemic, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. 
like there's so many things that are unrealistic about this movie and now knowing what i know working in the medical field it's just like that's that's not how that works that's not how viruses as a nine-year-old you were terrified but as an adult you're like yeah no like as a nine-year-old i was like that's cool i want to do something like that like i want to be a doctor i didn't really want to be a doctor but like i knew i wanted to do something medical Mm -hmm. with my life and here i am here we are milking medical with diabetic feet love it medical with my life love it um and yeah but yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine ryan what would you rate this out of five and why I'm also going to give it a two and a half. I think the practical effects in it were really, really good. The I like Dustin Hoffman, uh, Rene Rousseau. I think it was good. Uh, Donald Sutherland as a bad guy is always great. Uh, I think he pulls off those roles. The story was adequate. It's kind of overblown because, yeah, they had two days to not only land, find this thing, uh, work with everybody, find a cure, um all that kind of stuff it was entertaining at least and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah like it and, and as natasha had gone on like it was definitely the hero of the story where in all i think they would have just quarantined the town and then likelihood is that everybody would die in there and then the virus would die with it that'd be the goal yep um I give it a little higher. I give it a three. Uh, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I think the helicopter stunts are actually well done. Um, I, Dustin Hoffman is a delight in this. I it's actually true. think seeing Morgan Freeman playing, not exactly a villain, but not like a hero type role is interesting for him. Anti-hero movie? Uh, yeah. He's like an antagonist. Yeah. Not, not like the a re- antagonist. A reluctant a- antagonist, yeah. I would say. Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I I forgot that Morgan Freeman was actually in this movie. He yeah, was just kind of like, oh right, he's here. Like, he's here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like he's definitely actor. had much better roles. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, was, but I, I give it. it I would give it a two point five. I actually give it the bonus point five for watching Kevin Spacey die. <laughs> that, that's why I give it a three instead of a two point five. I appreciate that. Fair enough. Uh, which gives us a total of ten point five out of twenty, which is fifty two percent. So we're pretty in line with yeah. what the Critican everybody audience. rated it. Critic, so yeah. critic and audience were actually higher than us. Yeah, same with IMDb. <laughs> okay, we're on the low end. Sorry, sorry, uh, not sorry. You, like, this end. is a movie that's how many years old? I also would I don't want to know. Watch that now and then re-rated it. The 90s were only five years ago. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 90s were only five years ago. But anyway, so uh, this has been an episode of Flix X Raid. I'd like to say a special thank you to my co-host, Patient Zero, Ryan. Hola. And thank you from mm. the, poil- the, the pilot from the bathroom, Sarah. <laughs> thank you. And also, I remembered th- to wash my hands. Oh. This is a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> also, wash special thank hands. you to uh, our infected monkey, Natasha. <laughs> uh, I've been. This makes my titles feel awkward now. I've been uh, your host and exotic pet dealer, Tony. Good night, internet. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. 
for this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to support the show, check out our merch on redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, internet. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, why don't you give this podcast a try? Every week, Drop Bear and Panda save the world on the podcast of destiny. Drop Bear and Panda are two Canadian adventure artists trying to make sense of the world and, well, save it. With not one journalistic bone between them and OK Google as their only fact checker and lots of swearing, it's Drop Bear and Panda. Drop Bear and Panda. Save the world.